Hello everyone, welcome to Unrepresented, a podcast series that identifies and explores issues of representation in public leadership, business, and nonprofits. My name is Camila de Jesus, and today content producer Frankie Alaniz and I are celebrating Pride Month with Transy Warhol, an all-trans, all-female Austin-based band. We talk about what message they're trying to share with their music, where they got their incredible stage presence, and the crazy story about how they all met. Enjoy! We just wanted you guys to introduce yourselves, what your name is, and what you play slash do for the band. Do you want to go first? Oh, sure. I guess I'll go first. Hello, my name is Simone May Thomas. I use they, she pronouns, and I am the rhythm guitarist and arranger for this band. Uh, hello. Uh, my name is Ruby Delmar. I am the lead singer and the um, principal songwriter of Transy Warhol. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Louise Montalvo. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm the bassist for this band. Oh yeah, I also use they, she pronouns, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> love it. We love a bass, babe. Love it. Just a Marceline moment for me, but... Um... <laughs> all, three, all three of us play bass in different notes. Really? Oh my god. I, yeah. I wanted to so bad, but I, I got less dedicated, so... It really is the trans femme instrument. Mm. <laughs> so how did you all meet and what came first? Was it like the idea of having an all trans band or was it just that you guys knew each other? So um, the band initially was sort of my idea, uh, it, at least in terms of like having an all trans band was my ultimate mission. Um, initially it started like... Uh, <laughs> After like after being in lockdown and COVID and stuff like that and having my life like completely changed because I moved to Austin at the beginning of 2020 and then everything locked down and I came here for the scene and then there wasn't a scene anymore and so yeah like immediately afterwards oh it's all good it's all good it worked out in the end um, I got uh, into listening to like a lot of like 60s girl groups and doo wop and stuff like that. And I was realizing, and I was also getting into a lot of like 90s, like riot girl punk groups like Slater Kinney and Bratmobile and Bikini Kill and stuff like that. And I was realizing I don't really know that many like girl bands in general in the scene right now, let alone trans femmes. I felt like that was kind of a underrepresented sort <laughs> of idea, obviously. And I realized that, well, if there isn't going to be something like that, then I don't know, maybe just take a stab at it and see if I can actually wrangle up people. And the first person who was crazy enough to actually say yes to me is this sweetie pie. Hello. <laughs> um, I met her in January. We matched on Bumble. January 2021. Wait, we matched on Bumble. wait is this on Bumble. like in a dating way or like Bumble BFF? Um, it was not Bumble oh BFF. Oh my god. I don't know if people salacious no, uh, we're not dating now that's no no i wasn't i was just just interested no uh, um so yeah we matched on bumble and uh we were initially going on like a, i guess like a first coffee date we were on a we were like on that. a first date and i i feel a little bad because i kind of uh turned it until like, so, i had a little bit of ulterior so, motives so you said you said to me okay either we can keep doing this. We can go on a couple more dates and then never talk to each other. Again. <laughs> or, 
You can be <laughs> being realistic for what yeah, for, for, for for queer. Um, or you can help me make this band, and I'm like, I do really want to be in a band, so I guess I'll do that. Yeah. So we um, <laughs> so we started writing songs in our dorm room. And then it, was a, it was a student apartment. <laughs> student apartment. It was not a dorm. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and then I... It, it all kind of really happened at once, meeting uh, Louise and Adri and Callie, who are our lead guitarist and our drummer, respectively, who aren't here today. Um, but all, we all kind of met. Like, we all met on... I met Callie on Tinder. Tinder in, like, May. And like, May-ish. And then I had matched with Adri before I had even talked to you oh my gosh. on Bumble. But we had like talked about like collaborating musically, but we just lost touch. And then I got back in touch with her because I saw this post that she had on Reddit trying to find other <laughs> queer musicians. And I was like, ooh, okay, I think I remember her. Let's see if I can make this happen. And... Uh, she agreed to get coffee with me, and we talked about it, and eventually she said yes. And then I matched with you on Tinder, I yes. want to say, at around the exact same time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, around, or June, maybe? Yeah, something like, like, beginning of June, something like that. Our first rehearsal with all of us um, was at my parents' house in June 2021? Yeah. Late June 2021. Yeah, after we all kind of, like, met over coffee and, like, okay. kind of... Oh, I, that was the first time I met Louise and Adri. Yeah. Yeah, because I kind of, like, wrangled my two, and then you wrangled I, Callie. I, I Which is very, I think it's really surprising that I'm the one that brought Callie in, personally. Yeah, <laughs> given, given who Callie is, I'm surprised she went along. Um, um, but that's, yeah, and then after, like, rehearsing for the first time in June 2021, we kind of wanted to dip our toes into recording and to, um, like, playing actual shows, so... We just kind of went out and did it, and yeah. here we are. So <laughs> yeah, we started recording. So just to clarify, are any of you guys dating now, or is this just like a fun little band meetup? Yeah. Uh, none of us are dating. dating directly. Me and Louise are both dating the same guy. Oh, okay. But okay. Uh, we're not dating. Okay, I see. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a web. Uh, it's an interest. It's a fun little web. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a fun response. Usually, yeah. band people are like, I don't know, like we saw each other, and that was it. <laughs> It's a good. It's a good story. <laughs> it's a little bit yeah. more complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a story. Um, so, how did you get your the band name, and and what do you hope to 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 gain from sharing your music? Um, those are two awesome questions to put together. Yeah. Um, because so we, Ruby and I, uh, it was back when it was just us. We were texting all the time trying to figure out a band name. We wanted it to be very obvious what we were, like, what we were. We wanted to have, we either wanted to, like, take a very masculine, like, rock band and make it, like, a femme version or just put trans somewhere mm -hmm. in something. Um, and then we were driving and you were talking to me about uh, the, the Andy Warhol Superstars. Yeah, the Warhol Superstars, the... The, uh, it was mostly trans films, but trans masks, or anybody Andy Warhol just thought was interesting, would just hang around his little artistic group. And basically, they're just famous for being cool Aww. and mm. hanging out. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, that is the coolest thing to be famous for, is you're cool because you're cool. <laughs> like, like, only, only 
other queers can do that is yeah. oh why is she cool because she's cool man look at her <laughs> yeah. uh, i thought that was super neat um, and, and i i was the one that said transy warhol because as, it's a it's a dumb name i know it's a dumb name yes we know it's a dumb name it's such a dumb name <laughs> louise knows it's a dumb name yes <laughs> louise <laughs> almost didn't join because it was a dumb because name. of the dumb name <laughs> Uh, but obviously she's here now. Um, Congratulations! But <laughs> I got past it. <laughs> it. It's a dumb name in a, re I think, a great way, because it one stands out, two lets you know that we're trans, that we're idiots, and that we're doing a lot of Velvet Underground stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. It basically, it's so dumb, but it also kind of tells you everything you need to know. A lot of our stuff is based on like. 70s and 80s yeah it's a uh, lot of punk and proto-punk so it's like it, it's a lot of throwback styles and throwback aesthetics so for people that are exactly like us they will know everything <laughs> about us yeah when they see it so fair. um and what do we want to say through our music mm -hmm. i believe yeah was the second one uh i guess it depends on the song a lot of it is just about like about existing, mm -hmm. like being yeah. a, being the people that we are and being up on stage the way we are. Nothing about our stage presence or persona is uh, subtle or apologetic. No. Um, we, we, we dress very uh, ostentatiously, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Um, your stage persona is I would call dramatic, <laughs> generously. Horny is the word I would define. But, um, but we, like, we're very difficult to ignore. Yeah. Um, and in a, in a way that you can't just write off our existence or anyone of our people's existence. Exactly. Um, we're, we're here to be heard, basically. Yeah. And I don't think anything is more punk rock than living authentically and changing your entire life just because you want to live authentically, mm. which is essentially what transition is. I don't think there's anything more punk rock than that because there's yeah. a lot that you can lose. There's obviously a lot, a lot to be gained. Lose, yeah. But yeah, honestly, going into it, there's always like this pretty high percentage that you're going to lose someone or something that you love along the line because you want to be yourself. So honestly, there's nothing more kick-ass in punk rock than to just kind of throw that in people's mm -hmm. faces. Like, hey, we're here, and I don't really care what you have to say about it. And Unless it's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I love, I love that y'all are, are so um, out with it. You know, like, it's, it's one thing to make music, but it's also another thing to make music and be comfortable with making that music and having it out there and saying to these people, like, screw you for not loving who I am, but I'm going to make my, my presence known to you. Um, so yeah, I just, I love, I love that. I love that. Putting trans in the name also is like very visible. Yeah. We're very mm -hmm. visibly trans on and off stage. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't change. I have not, I and will not change my voice at all because it's important for me to exist mm -hmm. this way to be, I don't want people to, think I'm just some woman. I'm a goddamn trans woman. So while I was doing research, I found you guys's in Simone's backyard, like um whole live performance. 
And my mm. God, your stage presence had me like on the floor. You are so like demanding and commanding and but and really, really good. And I was just wondering where you get your confidence from in your stage presence, because like the sass and everything like that's hard, like to command like that. Some people really can't. So I was just very impressed. Well, okay, so I guess, is this the time where I get to just talk about, like, yes. special interest? Yes. Uh, so I am a music junkie, essentially. I have collected, like, hundreds and hundreds of vinyl records over the years. So many, so many. Yeah. Um, I watch a lot of live performances. I read a lot of books about music and about performers and stuff like that. So... It's a lot of like taking bits and pieces from all of the people that I have seen in the past. Like the people who are just willing to just be out there and just be weird yes. and freak people out a little bit and not really care what anybody has to say about it. But the that's basically where the inspiration comes from is people like like Iggy Pop or Joey Ramone or something like that. Like Lux those, Interior. Lux Interior from the Cramps especially. I actually want to jump in on that. That is what Ruby said when she told me about the band. She was uh, she was like, I want to make it trans, I want to make it like the Cramps. And I was like, awesome, I love the Cramps. And I went home and listened to the Cramps for the first time. <laughs> you lied. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't realize that that might not be something that people listen to. I mean, I told my cousins about it, and they were like, oh, that's awesome, though. Thank you. Um, uh, but, well, this is a good idea. So, it, so that's essentially where, um, like, sort of some of the mannerisms and some of the way I do things come from. But I guess the feeling behind it, or like, I guess the angst or the snottiness or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, you know, trans people deal with a lot of just, like, BS all the time. <laughs> Just mm -hmm. existing, like queer people in general just deal with a lot of BS just all the time. Uh, having to deal with like weird glares or like sideways comments or like full-blown like terrible comments. And constantly Violence. feeling like you're judged all the time. And what punk rock has taught me anyway, that the coolest and the most effective way that you can counteract all of that is just by throwing it right back. Yeah. Is essentially just letting it bounce directly know. off you. Like, okay, these are the things you're going to say about me. Yeah, I am those things. And what about you? And it's like, who cares? Like, yeah, like I'm like I'm trans and I'm weird and I'm like I'm a freak and I am like all of the things that you say that I am. I absolutely am. And there is nothing you can do about it, and I don't care that you think that way, and I'm going to keep doing it more because I know you don't like it. <laughs> so, and I know that the people who connect with it are very, like, I, like, I wish I could say those things. If anyone sees me actually, like, doing what I do up there and is inspired to, like, stand up to some jerk who has some terrible comment to say to them while they're just, like, trying to get some coffee or something, if even one person gets the confidence to be like, hey, Shut the hell up, basically. Um, that that makes it all worth it. I love that. I'm also a music nerd to the point that, like, every time I go to a live show, all I do is analyze what they do and, like, if they can own that stage and how they do it. So, like, I I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it so much because I don't perform live, but I'm yeah. always like, I like that this person does this or that they look kind of unhinged because that's what I like an artist. But, um. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> have you faced any challenges when pursuing um, music and your gender identity? 
Uh, You've got some interesting echoes on your microphone there. Yeah. Any challenges in our music performance or because of our music and or identity? pursuing music because of your identity. I feel like, honestly, a lot of... Uh, we had a, a lot of advantages for being who we are and doing what we do okay. because people want to... Like, this is a project that people really want to get in on the ground level of. They're like, oh, you're doing an all-trans punk band and like you're doing the things that we do. Uh, they want us to do it. We got we got a lot of sh- we started playing really quickly because people wanted us to start being active so that they could be part of that journey. Uh, people want to help us. People want to draw logos for us. People want to take pictures for us um, because because we're good at what we do, but also because we are a revolutionary trans girl group that people like want to see. Like people want that kind of thing to want this kind of thing to succeed. Um, yeah, so I would say that's, like, pretty much the ups and the downs is... Yeah. They're not as, um, obvious, I guess, to us, or maybe yeah. we just don't pay attention to them as much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much more... I, I view... I, I kind of feel like it's not, like, if ever we, like, get shafted or something happens to us, it always feels like it occurs out of a level of, like, misogyny for girl bands in general. Mm-hmm. And the being trans part really isn't the kicker for yeah. people. When, most of the time, when a booker or like someone who like professionally who wants to work with us doesn't, it's because like we're women, but yeah. not particularly because we're queer. Though, so, like really, the only bad things that happen to us are people telling us that we're just like the New York Dolls. <laughs> and, <we're> like, <laughs> and but we think that we really like the New York Dolls, so that's a really good comment. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's like, I don't know, know why they're saying York, it though. I was like, I hate the fact, I hate the reason why you're saying it, but I don't view it as a bad thing either. <laughs> it, it's so, we get so much pushback that it's so nice to see you, y'all being yourselves and, and unbe- just being apologetic about it. And like, like you said, like, I go into spaces and I think that I'm not really worried about like who's looking at me but i'm also always afraid of like are they looking at me but i don't want to look to them because i don't want them to think that you know i'm i'm seeking validation from other people it's just it's just so rewarding to see people just authentically being yourselves in a space that you may not feel welcomed in a different life if that makes sense there, I mean, it, it comes a little bit different when you're actual, like, stage performers, mm-hmm. because, like, at least for me, because, like, I'll, like, bring my little ego out, and I'll be like, oh, they're all looking at me? Look at my adoring fans. Because <laughs> well, that, 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 that is how I live my life. That is my armor, is looking good, or at least no feeling like mm-hmm. I look no, good. So any eyeballs I'm feeling burn in the back of my head, I'm like, as they should, <laughs> you know? to say like we make this look good yeah so you should like, be looking yeah, definitely no, like i put all this work into <laughs> i've gone puberty twice for you not to look at me exactly yeah <laughs> exactly exactly so okay so a question for all three of you um Yay. has music always been a part of your life or something you wanted to pursue is it like a new thing i think music's kind of lame actually no, same uh, same <laughs> No, um, I've all, I, yes, I've always been a music person. Um, it's been very intrinsic to me. I feel like it's been 
kind of a guiding force of my, especially like my autistic life of being a way that I could secure a, a place of validation in the things that I was doing and in the ways I would do. And like, instead of vocal ticking, I would sing because that was more acceptable. Um, and then through singing and like, analyze, and then that would turn into me like, well, I, I want to sing better. And so that would just analyze the music. And then I would just go further than that and then have all this knowledge and then not apply it anywhere and then start being in a punk rock band and being like, oh, I actually know a good amount of stuff. Yeah, you just kind of happen to pick it up along the way. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's my turn. Yeah. Um, so I guess I would say, yeah, music has always really been intrinsically been a part of my life. Um, and, and it's involved in my family as well, like, uh, a cousin of mine got a full ride to college for choir. Oh. Um, my grandfather, who is from Chihuahua, um, back, by, I mean, up until, like, a few years ago, just because his arthritis got so bad, he was the lead singer and a guitarist in a mariachi group. That's awesome. Um, so, music has really always been kind of around me, and my mother would constantly have like music playing, constantly bring in new CDs and new cassettes and stuff into the house and would constantly just let me rummage through them and like really discover some stuff that I obviously just take with me now. And then when I got into school, like actually doing school stuff, I did choir from middle school all the way up until like junior year of high school. And that kind of gave me at least more of a background knowledge of like, I guess, how music works and how like the basics of arrangement i mean i wouldn't say that i'm the best or anything like that but i have like the general concepts <laughs> down and it helped me like get my voice and everything <laughs> i'm not the best like I, i'll openly say that i don't really know that much but i know enough i guess but um yeah it's always kind of been a thing for me louise uh, for me it's been like pretty consistent uh like since middle school i started learning uh, various instruments, and then I picked a bass in high school, um, and then I joined a garage rock band uh, with some high school friends and did that for a while, uh, and so that was pretty fun, um, and like, um, it was definitely uh, helpful in like learning how to play cohesively with a band, mm -hmm. um, getting that early on, and um, I would say like with regard to like music and like music career sort of things uh, that hasn't exactly been my focus um, but I do really enjoy like the live music sort of aspect of playing in a band mm -hmm. yeah I find it really fun um, and recording, recording is really fun and <laughs> I, <don't like>, love <laughs> I don't know I think I think everything part of being like a part of a real band is, is really fun and so that's why I do it um, yeah you're supposed yeah. to say it was lame <laughs> we're lame yeah and that you're out of here. <laughs> no. Oh, I'll be sorry miss if I don't mention that, like, my entire mom's side of the family, like, everybody plays guitar. Like, my, my, my cousins, uh, like, two of my cousins are, like, in bands here in Austin. Yeah. Uh, we play with them sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we really do. They're great. Uh, in, in, uh, Juniper Berries, uh, Robert, I don't know what Robert's doing right now. I guess he's also going to be in Juniper Berries now. Yeah, um, yeah, I saw that. Um, uh, they uh, used to be in there because they're from Corpus Christi. They used to be like dominant in the Corpus Christi music scene with their band Microphonic, 
um, which has been a massive influence for me in my life, but also like my uncle taught me how to play a little bit of guitar. They taught me how to play a little bit of guitar. Um, my other cousin uh, on that side is like a DJ and it's just like everybody has like a little bit of inkling of doing something. My sister like plays trumpet, not that not much anymore, but she did. Um, and it's just like, we all, we all do something. For me, um, my family is not really part of music. Like my dad plays guitar and sings in choir in church, but he's not very good and he didn't really teach me how. Scorch! Also, I'm the kind of person who listened to the same five bands up until like college. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I don't know, I feel like I had sort of, um uninspired beginnings but i'm just that cool to have she really is she's way too cool for us so what messages are you trying to convey in some of your songs like real girls or sorry to the pharmacist i'll let you take pharmacists yeah so i i wrote pharmacists um started pharmacists started as uh, a a phone recording of me playing guitar just the g chord over and over and over again while i ranted about how I was trying to track down, like I was, I had finally gotten an estrogen prescription. I was going to start transitioning and I had to call three different pharmacies multiple times in a day because I like, I would get my prescription sent somewhere and then that place would tell me, oh, we don't have estrogen in stock. And I'd be like, okay, I go to the next place. Oh, we have estrogen in stock, but it's a different number of like there's different concentration than what you prescribed so we can't give it to you and then i'd be like okay i gotta get it adjusted and the first place we like oh hey we found some estrogen do you want it i was like well i gotta get my oh my god um and i was really rude <laughs> to a lot of pharmacists <laughs> and at the time i didn't have a lot of experience with pharmacists um yeah i think you you like yeah it's like texted me like <laughs> i text i was very frustrated and you were like just record yourself screaming about it yeah um, and so i did and then I was like, well, I can make a song of that. Because I've been writing songs myself forever, but they're not punk rock songs. They're my little acoustic guitar, little yeah. ditties. Um, uh, but I, I made it from the point of view of being like, like, starting off this process is very difficult. And if you are all, because I, I was like, it should be so much easier for me to do this. And it should, it, it should, for a lot of other reasons. But I'm like, I felt uniquely unable to be like tracking that estrogen because it's like everybody is like, all these people I know are being prescribed estrogen. Like all these places should have it. Um, uh, but then as time has gone on, that the song has become less and less spiritually accurate because I feel like the pharmacists owe me an apology and owe the rest of us apologies because pharmacists are rude as hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I will dress as femme as possible. I am getting estrogen. And they'll be like, here is your estrogen, <laughs> sir. Uh, it is a problem that has hit all five of us yeah. pretty much since we wrote that song. Yeah. But like, it happens to one of us in some form or fashion. Like, every where... once in a while, and then we play the song, it's like, we should stop apologizing <laughs> to these people. Oh, I don't feel sorry to the pharmacists anymore, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, it should be a lot more. The part two will be like, yeah, uh, y'all apologize to us now. Like, we're seeking, seeking right. revenge. <laughs> That's kind of yeah. how I feel. That's pretty much how I introduce it now. Yeah. Um, and I guess Real Girls was kind of like, 
I don't know. It was pretty much like me wanting to make some sort of thesis statement. Like, of, okay, I started a band. It's a girl band. Why is it a girl band? And there... I kept seeing, because back then, I was, like, deep in the, like, the Twitter trove of, like, deep into trans Twitter and into turf Twitter and stuff like that, and the common, uh, like, a really, really common thing that I would see turf say in trans women's uh, posts is, you'll never be a real woman, and it would break my heart, but I would also, like, and I kept seeing it more and more, but then I started to think, like, who cares? Yeah, like, I mean, why would I want? Like, why would I want to be whatever your weird version of a real woman is? Like, yeah, like real girl. Like, uh, and that's why I call it real girls because like real girls, quote unquote, don't look like me. But I don't care. Like, I'm not gonna be whatever you want me to be, or whatever you think your like master version of a woman is because there is no version of that. Like. Women can look however they want, and women can be whoever they want, and who cares? And if you have a problem with that, here's what I have to say. We have we have a couple songs that we haven't used because the, the we uh, we just haven't used them yet. But about specifically about turfs uh, being trans exclusionary as a feminist makes you not a feminist because Literally, you're yeah. defining a woman by her genitals, her ability to have children, her. Uh, attitude her relationship with other people yeah all the things that feminists have fought forever to not have women be the classification of just archaic like nonsense um, like i don't really understand where that well i mean it comes from hate obviously but mm -hmm. like how little time do you have on your hands that you view hating trans people as a hobby of yours like yeah. no, literally come on, yeah. man. like Go outside. Like, I hate saying it because it's such a... <laughs> touch grass. But also, it touch also, grass, it you're going like... to be okay. Um, so, the last question. What, what do you like our audience to know? Um, I think that, you know, what, what's coming up next? What do you want? Self-promotion? I don't care. What do you, you know, what oh, do you want? What do you, yeah, you yeah. plug. What do you want? Uh, what do you want our audience to know about y'all? Where can we reach you? Coming up. Where can we reach you? Oh, yeah. Everyone, please follow us on Instagram. Uh, most That's mostly where uh, most, we most make our content. main posts and info about upcoming shows and cool pictures of us and then just all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, and that's at uh, Transy Warhol Band. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Transy Warhol. Um, we have a Facebook page. We <laughs> do have a Facebook page. Just type in Transy Warhol. Um, Follow definitely uh, if you can. We would definitely appreciate you buying some tunes on Bandcamp, and I think that's just uh, Transy Warhol at Bandcamp.com. Sure. Or .bandcamp.com. Yeah. 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 Listen to Live at the Ballroom. That one's Love pretty that. good. That's very good. <laughs> um, um, oh, that's a weird thing that technically happened. Sorry to jump in on it. Uh, I, for that record, we got that refreshingly recorded earlier that day. I had accidentally splashed myself with gasoline uh, at a gas pump because I pulled it out too early. Yeah, uh, I remember that. And so I was just, I was a little flammable. Oh that my day. god! Yeah. Uh, tidbit of history that I want to be, I want to be known is yeah. in that on that recording on that YouTube video. 
Yeah, the whole concert's on YouTube. You can watch it, but she is soaked in gasoline oh God. the entire time. That's crazy. Uh, support your local queer acts for Pride. Um, go to venues. Yeah, go to venues. Don't just go to the Pride Parade and support corporations. Uh, support the actual local queer people on the ground, like making cool art and cool projects. And there's always new ones popping up every day, so be on the lookout. Honestly, support these people. Give them money if you can. Because honestly, the scene is starting to kick off, and it is only going to get bigger if we get more of a groundswell going.